Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session, and once again, a combination of busy schedules and the NFL season caused us to record a bit late. Um, not surprisingly, we are nowhere near a resolution in Israel. Uh, but anyway, before we get to that, Steve and I are here together. How's it going, man? Good, man. You know, just, uh, you know, last week was, as you know, pretty crazy for me. As um, I do. <laughs> you know, that spilled over into the weekend uh, with some work stuff. So, you know, it's nice to have a little bit of a lull to a degree, um, you know, but uh, you know, things in the world keep happening. So here we are. Here we are. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> Israel is preparing what appears to be a, a ground, uh, effort in, um, in Gaza. And, um, there's a lot of U S uh, split opinions on what they should do. A lot of people are coming out with, uh, uh, you know, in support of the Palestinians, which I completely understand and support. There are people coming out saying that this is entirely Israel's fault and Hamas has no blame. I cannot get on board with any of that nonsense because while the reason that they're um, at war is understandable, how they went about it is not. And um, you know the people, the people who are going around talking about how they support um, Hamas probably don't know shit about Hamas because it's largely extraordinarily left-leaning people who, if they knew the Hamas uh, stance on things like women's rights and gay rights, they probably would realize they're not siding with a team that they really want to be on board with. Maybe I'm projecting a little bit, but uh, that is something that is not getting said enough. Like, okay, you want to say you support this? I can't get on board with you. And by the way, here's what you are getting on board with. Am I being too uh, dramatic? No, I mean, I, I think that's pretty, that's, that's pretty on point. I mean, I think, look... It, if you, I think it's important to be able to remember that there are a lot of innocent people on in in Israel and in Palestine, right? Sure. There are people that are just trying to live their lives. Um, that you know, what, what they're either benefit they either benefit from or are harmed by the acts of the state of Israel, or you know they're they're mostly harmed by what Hamas does when it comes to Palestine, right? right? Um, but they're separate. And so I think you, if you're going to, like, we should be supporting the innocent people of Palestine um, and simultaneously denouncing the actions of Hamas. Right. right. Now, once you go to the, well, Israel caused Hamas to do this, so I don't feel bad for Israel because they've been so shitty over the last decades to the Palestinian people, so Hamas had no choice, then you're saying that you support Hamas, which is a terrorist organization that has some, you know, government, state authority, but they're still a terrorist organization, and that can't be supported. And you have to separate those things, right? Like, I support the people of Palestine, not the actions of Hamas. And if you do support the actions of Hamas, then, then you are supporting terrorism and and you know uh, some of these people i don't really understand um how this is even a debate right like i mean you you know it's just like so you're really throwing all your eggs into the basket 
of this terrorist organization because Israel was shit like two wrongs don't make a right and the, all the cliches right. you want to throw out there. Um, and, and you see a lot of the support for Hamas coming from your progressive left, uh, left wing people, um, you, you know, and a lot of anti-Israel, which, you know, again, if it's anti the state of Israel, okay, there's uh, plenty of reason to support Absolutely. that. But again, it's not being broken out that way. People are just throwing out generalities, um, and it's easy to merge the anti-state of Israel with anti-Semitism. And, you know, I've even talked about that in the past a little bit on the show and, and, and in private, the frustration where you see the state of Israel do something that's wrong, right? right? And you call them on it, and it's like, oh, you're an anti-Semite. You hate the Jews. You hate you. No, no. You have a government entity that the action that's violating human rights. Like we need to yeah. call that out, right? And and everyone immediately goes, if you criticize the state of Israel, then you are an anti. Like no, they are they are taking advantage of that very thought and concept of anti-Semitism and you know the the atrocities that they've experienced over their existence, and then you know turning that into we can do no wrong. And if right. you do, if we, if you do criticize us for doing wrong, then you're an anti-Semite, right? Right. Um, and and that's that's an issue, right? Like, I mean, that that's like saying, well, you know, you criticize, you know, a black person steals something or, or commits a crime, and it's just like that was wrong. Well, psh, you're a racist. Like, what? He fucking stole something and murdered right. somebody, right? Right. Like, I'm not a racist. Like, that's you're not supposed to do that as a state entity. As a uh, sovereign country, you are not supposed to, you know, go into the Gaza Strip and just start beating and, and, and hurting people, right? I mean, like, what do we, or just bulldozing houses just or because you don't like shooting them. Shooting people because they could have been a, right. I mean, it's, it's an awful situation. You put yourself in the Israeli Defense Force um, mentality of, well, you know, I've seen 16-year-old girls with backpacks run into a mall and kill people with a, with a backpack bomb. So... I understand it's a very high tense, high you know, high stress situation. But if you're the people who've been being um, oppressed by the Israeli government, it's really hard for you. And I, if I put myself in their shoes, I'm gonna have a lot of hate, a lot of anger. And frankly, the U.S. does have some culpability in this, right? We have never criticized Israel. We have we have withheld funding, we have sanctioned, we have done all kinds of things to other countries because of human rights violations. Right. We have not done anything of that nature to Israel. And, and it's again, it's not easy, and no U.S. president is going to dare do that, which is a cowardly move on their part. But that is, frankly, part of the problem, is Israel knows that they will, we will have their back no matter what, which I'm for. However, we should tell them, but you got to play nice with your own citizens, or the money flow gets shut off, and the weapons flow gets shut off. Um um, unfortunately, that ship has sailed, so I don't know that that would do any good now. But Biden did go to Israel and actually gave a pretty good speech and acquitted himself well. I thought he looked very presidential uh, in comparison to others. Um, and he said all the right things, and he said them, said them well, and, and good for him, and he's back. Um, I mentioned a while ago that I was concerned about putting a carrier group in the Mediterranean with the fear that if they do that, they're going to become targets. There were was at least one missile attack attempted and shot down by our uh, missile defense systems, but apparently a rocket was sent in the direction of one of our ships, and we don't know for certain that what the target was. But um, 
it does bother me having our service members in harm's way if we don't have a clear-cut mission. I'm not saying we don't. I'm saying I really hope we do because when we don't, that often goes badly. And this whole thing has also caused problems in the U.S. because um, then word got out that you know some leader of some um, Islamic organization called for a day of jihad in America. And that didn't make me uncomfortable at all because I don't know who this person is and it's not like everyone who's a Muslim is going to suddenly start, you know, attacking random citizens on the street. However, that does stoke fear and anger in the community. I have a friend who the next day when he heard this went to the gun range and started shooting because he wanted to warm up in case of a jihad. But where this really spills over and really gets really fucking ugly. Well, hold on, let's back up. Um, one thing about Biden... Um, I guess Biden went on like some like took like some time at the beach over the course of the weekend. Um, did not play well. Optics were bad. A lot of criticism, and that criticism was deserved. I'm sorry. I um, honestly didn't watch my Sunday shows. I didn't know what he did. Well, it, it wasn't. A, I, I just you know saw it on social media. He you know it, it's clearly him. He definitely did it. You know his uh, you know the coming out of his administration. They're just. You know, like, they're basically ignoring it. Um, I think it's a terrible look. Like, I mean, come on, man. The world is on fucking fire, right? right. Like, yeah. I mean, we still have an issue. We still have a war going on in, in Ukraine, right, with Russian aggression. We still have, you know, we have now this issue going on in Israel. Um, you know, you've got, we don't have a Speaker of the House here in the U.S. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with a lot of different things. And, and I get, like, he needs a break and he needs time. But... I don't know. You got you, this is not the right time for that. So I think the criticism of him there is fair. I'm not going to hang, you know, I'm not I'm not going to die on that hill, right? And and beat that drum, but that criticism of him in this particular instance I believe is fair. Now, going to uh the Muslim leader calling for a day of jihad, like that was the, you know, the day of jihad was supposed to be, you know, like two Fridays ago. And it was a big deal, and and it, it, you know, there were a lot of people who, like you said, like took that as a warning shot, like, all right, we we need to be prepared for something. I I think you can't ignore that. I'm sorry, like, what what, what can't you ignore? Listen, you got a Muslim leader. I don't care. I get it that there's you know there's not one Muslim leader that's in control of all the Muslims, right. but if you've got even a remotely prominent voice calling for a day of jihad. I, I think that's something you need to listen to and be aware of. Um, if you're going to just ignore it, I think that's stupid. Um, you know, my ears perked up a little bit. And now, look, I, I, I wasn't, you know, sitting outside on my front porch with, you know, my AR and my long-range rifle, you know, kind of scoping right. out the place, you know, looking for anybody coming down the street. But I still think it's worth being conscious of, you know, what's going on, especially when you're out in public. Um, you know, I went to a couple large events around the time that that was supposed to happen. And yeah, my head was on a, uh, um, on a swivel. Um, because look, I mean, we, we've, we've seen lone wolves, we've seen people act and respond. Uh, so I think it was worth taking account of now, you know, your friend going to the range for the first time after however long, like, uh, okay, thanks. Fucking lone ranger. But, um, you know, I, I, again, I, now, this goes back to shit I've been saying for a while. You, you need to get yourself prepared. 
right? Like, I mean, you keep giving me that sort of eye roll look when I say it, but no, I'm, I'm just... I'm, 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 that was not an eye roll look at you. I'm about to confess something, but go ahead. Um, but I think, look, there's a lot going on. And, you know, we have this comfortability here in the U.S. where... Nobody can get to us with a big bad U.S. and and no one's gonna bring a fight to us because if they do, we're gonna come down with the wrath of God. Okay, well, um, you know they they did it once before with nine eleven, right? Like nobody could come in, and that that was a fucking disaster, right? On so many fronts, um, and could they do something like that again? No. But like, look, are there people here who empathize and sympathize with what's going on over there, whether they're from Palestine or, or any one of the Muslim countries or they're here homegrown, right. And just have, you know, kind of have been radicalized. It absolutely is a reality. And, you know, someone in a, again, a prominent person in the Muslim community calling for a day of jihad, he may he may not even know, have any idea of some person or group here that's just been waiting, right? And then they hear that and they decide, this is our time, right? This is some group in Michigan, right? Some group here in Ohio, some any place where there's a large uh, population of Muslim people, there could be someone within that group that decides to do something. And I think that it makes sense to be aware of it. But... Look, you could have people that are that are anti-Muslim that go the other way, that go to well, attack them, and we actually saw that, right? In a, one of the most horrific and disgusting stories we've done in a long time. So, I don't know how old the guy was. Could you, you want he was to seventy-one, right? Like, so what you had in in Chicago, um, there was a landlord who uh, his tenants were a Muslim family, and um, he you know, heard about this day of jihad and, you know, who knows how much Fox News or whatever else he, this guy had been listening to. His name was Joseph M. Suzba. Um, and he goes to his tenant's apartment and he is wielding a knife, uh, stabs the mother and stabs the young boy and kills the young boy. Um, uh, the young boy's name was Wadea Al-Fayoum. And it, it's just... Just a heartbreaking, awful tragedy um, that did not need to happen, didn't have to happen. But this guy decided to take it into his own hands. Not He didn't call the police. He didn't call ICE or immigration. He didn't call Homeland. He didn't No, He just said, oh, I know where they are. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to take care of it myself. And, you know, it, it just it's a sickening story to read. And when you see the guy... It's like, yeah, this that that seems about his speed, um, and it's just it's just awful, and and I think it goes back to my point of whether it's a Muslim calling for like you have a Muslim calling for a day of jihad, and whether it triggers a reaction from a Muslim lone wolf or just some pissed off white guy who right. decides he's going to go take out Muslims. Either way, that's a problem. Hundred percent agree. And so, either way, I think you need to be aware of what's going on. We are living in troubled times, and you need to be prepared for that. Um, you know, I, I, and how you prepare for it. I mean, I think there's the there's the physical component. There's the having a plan in case of an emergency. 
you know, I mean, there's a lot of commercials now about, you know, preparing for natural disasters. I think that's important. That goes to kind of something that you're saying, like, every year, if it's the storm of the year, at some point. Storm, storm of the century. Right, storm <laughs> of the century. Storm, yeah, but I mean, uh, but, like, you're seeing a lot of commercials for that, but I think reality is, like, if you got a family, especially with, like, young kids or, you know, every, you know, everybody who's married, everybody, everybody's wife is, you know, the woman of industry and she's the busiest woman and she's the boss of the house. Yeah, you need to sit her ass down and talk to talk about an emergency plan in case of something going way, way sideways, right? Like, and you need to be prepared for that. How are you going to communicate, uh, you know, have ways to communicate other than just cell phones? Um, you know, th thinking about those sort of things, have, knowing first basic first aid and how to, you know, deal with injuries and wounds and stuff like that, having a quality first aid kit, like those are things like... When I say be prepared, that's what I mean. Like, there's the physical component. Like, yeah, you need to be able to, you know, pick up stuff. And, you know, if you got to carry a body or if you got to run yourself to save your own life, like, th like these, this is the type of shit that I'm talking about, right? And everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy because, yeah, I go and I shoot on a regular basis because I, like, something, like, you really mean to tell me that you think I'm crazy for thinking that there may be a situation where I may need to use a gun to defend myself or my family given everything that's going on. Come on now, like I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not saying you have to, but I'm saying like I ain't going down without a fight. Um, and this guy, right, decides that he's going to take it upon himself to kill. Like, what if someone mistakes you for something that you're not? Right, right. Like, I mean, like, and this guy didn't know, he didn't know anything about these. People. I, we don't even know if these people are well, Palestinian. Well, I heard that, like, they had a good relationship with their landlord, the guy that kills the kid and attacks the mom. And I heard, and again, this is something I heard on CNN or something. I don't care. I heard that the little boy was running up to hug the guy because he thought it was coming to visit because he liked him because he knew he was the landlord. I mean, that's just so sick. And, and I, I, want, I told you I want to make a confession. I've been carrying, I have concealed carry permit. I carry almost never. Lately, I've been carrying quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you, and, you know, so just, you know, not, now my only little two cents on that is just, you know, make sure you're getting to the range, but you went to my spot and I told you it was nice. It um, is very my, nice. My training facility, uh, Parm Armory here in Cleveland. Um, but we'll, I just. We'll, we'll accept endorsement money if you guys want to. <laughs> but I mean, I, I just, I, I, I think it's important and, and that's an example as to why, right? Like now, you know, in that sort of situation, that's so fucked up because if it's true that they had a good relationship with him and he shows up, you're like, well, yeah, let's, let's talk to, you know, Joe and see what's going on. You, you know, you open the door and then right. he whips out a machete and then, you know, takes a swipe at the mom, sees the boy, stabs the boy, like who knows how it went down. But I mean, that's just fucking awful. And it goes to show you, like, you don't know what you're dealing with. And when, like, so all this shit that comes out of the news, like it affects people in different ways. Right, like that's the big thing to take from it. So you know, this guy sure. hears from on you know Fox News, whatever, that there's a day of jihad, right, coming, right. So he decides that he's going to go do something about it, and then someone ends up dead, right. Like so, with the news, and especially knowing how volatile and how um, of a hot issue that Israeli-Muslim relations are for Israelis, for Muslims, for Americans, Europeans, for the world. Um, we can't just think that it's not going to affect us here in the U.S. and that it's over there, right? Because there's a lot of, of that fight and that culture and those people between Israelis, whether they're born there or they, they have some sort of connection there, they have family there, they, they work there, 
to to the Muslims, whether it's Palestine or Jordan or or even you know going into Saudi Arabia, Syria, Iran, you know, like I know people from all of these places, right? Sure. I, I I have you know close friends from all of these places who are their hearts are hurting right now, um, and when you take that and you know that you have those people, it's going to have an impact on on them. Right. Not to. And those are the those are the people that, you know, pose no threat that are just, you know, going through the emotional turmoil of this. But then there are the people who are not well adjusted, who this could be the thing. And they could be right here, whether it's in Cleveland or New York or Florida or Texas or Chicago or wherever, who this could be the thing that makes them snap and do something really, really stupid or crazy or dangerous, whether it's against Israelis or Jewish people that they perceive to be Jewish or Muslim or whatever. And, and that's why this whole situation is just, it's, it's scary, sure. right? This is, we are, this is, you know, we talked a lot about World War III with Russia and Ukraine, and now you've got a war going on essentially in the Middle East between Israel and you know, soon to be other Muslim countries, it feels like. Um, you've got a war going on in Europe. Uh, you know, we're still concerned about China and what they're going to do with Taiwan. That feels like that could be imminent at some point in the next year or so. And then you got North Korea just being an asshole over in doing what they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, who knows? Like, I mean, who knows how they fall in the mix? We know that they sent a bunch of weapons over to Russia. You know, so we, we are sitting at the precipice of World War Three. And I have, I don't know what that looks like, um, given the way warfare is advanced and the technology and everything else. But what I know is that when it's full fledged, like we're not going to be able to just sit back and say it's happening over there because it's going to be happening all around us. And with technology and everything else, there's no reason that it somehow, shape or form, it won't affect us here. Right. No. And, and like lone wolves. I mean, I'm afraid of, um, I'm, I'm not living in fear, and I won't, but I'm more heightened to shit. I've got these concealed carry guns at home. I've got this permit, and whether it's, you know, militia nuts or a lone wolf Muslim or just some crazy asshole, I mean, you know, you know living in the fear that's been sto uh, stoked by the likes of Fox News and Newsmax. And when you hear all these people say all this ridiculous, stupid shit about how Trump's really the president, and JFK is going to come back and lead. Like, all right, it's stupid, but people fucking believe it. And sometimes I think they're clowning, but I know a lot of times they're not. And the lack it of also doesn't. It also doesn't. It gets to a point where, you know, if whether they're clowning or they're just grifting or they they are doing it for ratings or whatever. No, I'm talking about people on the street now. I, I'm, I'm saying it doesn't matter. Okay. All the way from the people on the street up to your Fox News and your major news outlets, whether whether it's just people being, uh, trying to, just just trying to, I don't know, be, and uh, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for now, but you have, you've got these chaos actors, right, that are right. just throwing shit out there because it gets the, it gets them attention. Right, whether it's the guy in the bar who just wants to be the asshole in the bar that gets people all riled up, all the way up to the Fox News, whether they're doing it for an act or they believe it, they're doing it, and it's affecting people, and people are processing it, and we don't all process things the same way, and there are plenty of people out there, even if it's one percent, right? Like think about the yeah. number of people that we have in this country, even if if it's a half of a percent of those people 
process it the wrong way and decide that violence is the answer, we have fucking problems. Yeah. Half of 1% would be roughly 1.6 million people. Exactly. So that's I mean, like that's, more than that's, the population of the state of right. West Virginia. And, and I can tell you, there's more than a million fucking crazy people in this country. So I'm, I'm comfortable you know. with that. Yes, um, well, I'm comfortable with that assessment, not with right, the situation. Right, with the situation. <laughs> so, you know, just again, something that again, just a really sad situation that happened there in Chicago, born of probably the last, you know, just 30 years of back and forth and negativity and hate, and um, it's it's now starting to come to a head. I don't. I can't tell you how this plays out. I don't know. You know. You still got people out there. Well, this could all be resolved with a with a two state solution. Like what? Get the fuck out of here. Like I mean, maybe, but like you, you got to deal with the fact that there is a war on the ground right now. Right. So you know, you're oh, we'll just go back to the 1967. Like okay, stop. Right. Like we 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 got to get past you know the last 30 years of what we thought would be good solutions and figure out like all right, this is what the landscape looks like right now today, and. I don't know if you find a situation that everybody is happy and you have your kumbaya moment, right? Like this, this may only end with excessive violence, uh, excessive violence, a lot of carnage, um, and a lot of collateral damage, a lot of collateral damage. And maybe Israel comes out on top, likely Israel comes out on top or they don't, or I I don't know if, if now I don't know if a two state solution is possible now. And if that's still the answer, Right. I also don't. I have no. I. I can't tell you what the answer is. Uh, this is beyond my my scope. Well, you know, I'm gonna. You know, one thing that concerns me is come out on top. I don't know what that means. Like, even if they. Cru- oh, I do. I mean, uh, if they if they blaze like they blaze through Gaza and everything else, and they can keep the other Muslim countries we with our. Support. But they're gonna remain with the enemy of all those states, and there will be. I don't. I. Mean, I, I, I. I don't know, man. I, I again. I don't. That's know. all it's I'm ugly. saying. Right, like I mean, or, or they all go to war, right? And I, I now the other thing too is like, the U.S. got to be real careful here. I think, um, you know, I mean, do you do if they they put like a, I mean, I'm already seeing reports of different, you know, signals that we we got teams, you know, in the area, you know, like ready to act, and that's scary. And when I'm saying teams, I'm talking about your you know, special forces guys, your Rangers, your Deltas, your SEALs, all that sort of stuff. If you got those guys there, that's never good, right? And then if, if it escalates from there and we're f- now fighting in a war on the ground in the Middle East again, but now it, it, it involves Israel, I, I, I just feel, I feel like that sets off other things because now you've got that. We've got to watch what's happening in Russia and Ukraine. It just feels like we will be exposed and I, that that is an unsettling feeling I mean, yeah there's a lot unsettling and if like you said if a, a different middle eastern country attacks israel do we get involved militarily with that country does israel because is, if israel and lebanon get into a state versus state conflict it could be spiral out of control in a hurry i mean it could be the saudis start throwing money into this and the Iranians clearly already are. The Saudis probably already are as well. Those two countries love to throw their money and weapons into the mix and say, let other people die for our cause, which, you know, proxy wars. We've had a few of those of our own, so it's kind of hard to stand on too uh, much of a uh, soapbox. But but because it's Israel, I don't even know if anybody's going proxy. I mean, I think at that point they're just like, fuck it, we're... 
we are going to be a part of removing them from the equation, right? Um, I, again, I, I don't know. And, um, you know, I've never been more unsure of the political landscape than I am, you know, like the, the geopolitical landscape than I am right now today. Just I've yeah, never no. been this unsure and unclear. And I, I just, I don't feel like I have a lot of intelligent information to offer on it because this is just, it's terrifying and beyond me. Yeah, it's, it's new to both of us. I mean, we've never dealt with anything like this in our lives. I've been saying it since the Ukraine invasion that what did things look like in 1936 in Cleveland, Ohio, leading up to the Second World War? And it might have been... Also, oh, why does that matter? Like, well, because, because we're not, we tend to think of these things as discrete events, like, oh, and the war started now. But a lot of stuff happened that led up to it that you don't tend to get as much attention in in you know the history classes, and I mean I guess I don't know if there's anything. I guess I don't necessarily see the connection just because like these wars aren't happening. This stuff isn't happening here to a degree. So I mean it doesn't necessarily. I guess it doesn't matter, especially because we don't have a draft. Like what people here are thinking about. About it, yeah, that changes I, I, things for sure. You know, I just I don't know if it if it matters as much, right? Like, I mean, like, I get it just from a intrigue. Like, I wonder what people were no, thinking, well, right? My but, my bigger point is that it doesn't just go from not happening to happening. A bunch of stuff happens that leads up to it. And I then, mean, but I, if you're if you're studying, truly studying and paying attention to this stuff, like I mean, like I have and and you have, you recognize that there was a lot that got us to World War Two, whether it's you're right. talking about just U.S. involvement, or if you're talking about the overall, or you know, remnants from World War One that were never resolved appropriately, or what led to even World War, you know, previous right. engagements before World War One that kind of got us to that point. Not to mention, you know, the Korean War and all those. Like, if you're paying attention to history and our past you recognize some of the different checkpoints along the way that kind of got you to these more momentous, you know, occasions where, you know, history, you know, if you're looking at the line with the dots on it with dates, like you see the date, but if you know your history, you know that that truly wasn't the start. That's just when we're right. at a market somewhere. Right. Right. And so, and I think with this one, I think it's the same situation. I think if we're paying attention, we're looking, you know, I think you, you have to look at, everything that's gone on even like if you if you want to look at whatever's happening in the middle east i think that you won't be able to ignore what what had gone on in russia and ukraine prior to that right like so if you're documenting it appropriately and you're saying what was the cause of this you're saying like look not directly but this is happening and understanding the way that the world works at the time with all the interconnectivity between social media and the internet and 24-hour news like, there may be able to, like, if you sit back and really think about it, you may be able to draw the line to the connection between Russia and Ukraine and Israel and Palestine. But, you know, to, to the, I guess to, to my point is that while that is curious, we still need to kind of, there's a lot that we have to see how it plays out and, and what can Agreed. we do, right? Agreed. I've just been warning that we're on the precipice and this feels like we're getting closer to it is really my point. Right. And I mean, because there's certain people here that even if there's an official announcement that, hey, everybody, we are in World War Three. welcome to the party, right? Like, there's a lot of people here where things will not change for them, Right. Sure. Like they'll continue to go to work, and they will continue to right until shit happens here, right? right? And then you know, and then like the U.S. is a big country, so you know, depending on where it happens, like it still may not impact you, 
right? And that's, you know, just kind of all of a sudden you realize how big the world is and how big this country is. I mean, like, theoretically, something could happen in Ohio, right? Something could happen in Cincinnati, right? And you'd be like, oh, my God, that's terrible. But you're still going to, like, how much does that impact your life, right? Even if we are in the middle of a war, I, I don't know, right? What, what, one of the most angry moments I've ever had in the workplace was when I moved to South Carolina. <clears throat> and this was 2003. And someone said something about, what happened when that plane hit the building? And I paused and like, what? And someone goes, oh, he's talking about 9-11. And like, the guy reduced 9-11 to the time the plane hit the building. And I walked out of that meeting, went back to my desk, frankly fucked around on my computer until I could get away with walking out and walked away because I was so fucking mad. Because this guy in South Carolina, to him, 9-11 meant much less than it did. I mean, you were in Massachusetts at the time. I was in Massachusetts at the time. Um, and... It felt real, real, real. It felt incredibly real right there. I mean, some of the planes left uh, Logan Airport, and and this fucking clown down in South Carolina is going, "Oh yeah, that thing that happened," and I was just about to lose my fucking mind. So that's kind. Of, I think I'm kind of backing up your point. This it doesn't, you know, to different parts of the country, it doesn't feel the same. And right. All right. Let's move on to uh, local speaker po- situation. Uh, yes. What's going the, on? Or the, or the, we, we still don't have a speaker of the house. Um, Jim Jordan was. For a brief moment, the front runner, but I think some chickens came home to roost for Mr. Jordan. Um, you know, Jim Jordan was a guy that I think before Trump, no one really paid attention to, cared about, knew about, right. like didn't talk about. Um, and I think that he was emboldened by Trump and Trump's actions to speak out, say really ridiculous shit. You know, he's a guy that I believe the last time I checked, he had yet. As, and I forget how many terms this is for him, but he's never introduced a bill. That is correct. And it's several terms. I think right, it's yeah. like six. Right. It's not like it's just one or two, right? Like the guy's been around for uh, a few uh, trips around the uh, trips around the barn, but um, I don't even know if that's a real phrase. It's not, but I, I was I, just, <laughs> I, I, I lost what I was trying to say. But anyway, uh, he's been around and, you know, and the reason why I say it is because before Trump, again, it's a guy that not many people thought about in any way, shape, or form. You know, just kind of quietly, somewhat, kind of sort of did his job. And again, like I said, he hasn't even presented a bill. But then he gets emboldened by Trump. He starts to, you know, buy into the Trump hype or whatever, say, you know, whatever, everything is woke and anti-gay, trans, all that stuff. Right? You know, we need more police to beat down. Like, you got a lot of crime in your area, in your district, Jim, but... Um, and then he, you know, tries to jump in for speaker after Matt Gates, you know, undercuts McCarthy. Uh, and, you know, I think what happened is that a lot of people are like, dude, you've been so ridiculous the last, you know, five, six years. Uh, I'm not putting you in that chair. Problem is those people were in his party. Right. Right. And it wasn't just like three, four, five, six. It was like eight. And then it was like 20. Right. Like, I mean, you get to a point where like it's like you had the cover of Trump and you 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 decided that, hey, fuck it, I'm going to go all in. Um, And I think that any normal person, sane person could see like, look, that shit's going to run thin. And I don't know if you want to be as attached at the hip to Trump as you are. And here we are now, he had an opportunity to be speaker and be one of the most powerful people in the world, right? Right. Um, because that that position holds a lot of power. There are people in the world of politics who would argue that 
they would rather wield the power, the gavel of the speaker than be president of the United States. And there, there's, there's, I, I think there's a lot to support it. He had that chance, but be, I think because the last five, like I said, five years, like since we've been dealing with Trump six, seven, however long, he decided that he was going to go all in on that. People are like, nope, we're not putting you in that position. See you later. Now, he was involved in a scandal related to Ohio State and a sex abuse uh Scandal with, I believe, the wrestling team at Ohio State. Yeah, I think he was like an assistant coach, and like it, people said he knew about it, but he didn't say anything. I, I don't get as caught up into that. Like, that's a fucked up situation, right? Like, I think it, it came out on the heels of Jerry Sandusky and Penn State, and then the guy at Michigan State, uh, the Dr. Nasser, yeah. who had, you know, violated all the USA girls on the gymnastics team. Um, and then this story comes out. It was never, I, I don't know the the deep details of it. I know he wasn't necessarily, he wasn't the one accused of, Correct. of the abuse, but he didn't, you know, I think it was people like others, guys on the team came to him. He didn't do anything with it. I don't even know if he was an actual coach. I think he might've been a grad assistant at the time. Um, and so I, I don't know if that's the reason why he didn't get it. I, I don't think I'm as much. I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that had he pursued it further, that would have come up. I've seen a few videos pop up with people who were victims of that saying, you know, he's he's partially responsible. Yeah. So that staying kind of under the radar for him is probably good for his long-term career, even if he's not going to be speaker. Maybe. I, I just, the way, as crazy as things are right now, I think that the GOP loyalist probably sweep it under the rug i mean yeah probably matt gates literally i mean we know like we got his venmo account of him paying this girl who was 17 to fly across the country to have sex with other people and that is kind of like you know people are like well you know you know I, I, uh, they didn't even charge him right true, true. <laughs> you know so i mean i i just you they know did drag him they, they, they dragged him a little um, bit but i mean like all, all things considered gates should probably be out of congress but here he is uh so right. i i know that a lot of people on the left, uh, you know, Democrats, you know, want to hammer Jordan for, for that. And they should, but I just don't think it gets any traction with that GOP crowd. Right. But I think that had he considered, continued to pursue it, it would have gotten a lot of attention in the national media, a lot more than it's getting now. Because I frankly don't think I've ever seen that discussed on CNN or MSNBC. But doesn't mean it hasn't been. I haven't seen it. I'm not well, religiously watching it. Agree, but I just I don't know if that impact, because again, it's not, we're not voting. It's it. not our district, right? Right. I, well, we don't vote on the speaker. That. That's, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I so, vote. I'm talking about Jim Jordan's long-term career. Like, if you not become the guy who failed to become speaker and all this shit came up while you tried. All right. I'll, yeah. I'll, no, I'm just I, like I. I just I think you're grossly overestimating the amount that the type of people who support Jim Jordan care about that. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. I mean, like, I if mean, he were a Democrat, they would they, definitely they, care. They probably they probably walk around and grab him by the pussy t-shirts and stuff like that. So exactly. So uh, you know, I'm just saying, like, I I think the the whole people are going to be outraged about skeletons in your closet era is at least on pause for a little bit longer. I think the you know things go south for Trump with all these different indictments. Um, then we may get back to some sense of normalcy where shit like that matters, but I don't think we're back there yet. So I think Jim Jordan's got some time, and I don't think anybody gives a shit about his situation you know, at Ohio State. Like a couple of weeks ago, when we were talking about the, the House speakership, you brought up the name Liz Cheney. 
And now she's not running, but I would bet you there would be substantial Democratic defections if Liz Cheney was nominated. You agree? I, I brought it up. So okay, yes. okay. Well, well. I mean, the, <laughs> I do. The uh, I, no, I, no, say no Democrats stepped to defend Kevin McCarthy, but frankly, Kevin McCarthy was kind of a snake. I mean, people talk about kind of. All right, he, he's should a, I apologize to snakes? You should absolutely apologize to snakes. I had a really nice snake in college, but absolutely peaches, not. I believe. Pebbles. Okay, sorry. Um, no, I. I, I Listen, I, I think Liz Cheney could be the move. No, that's dangerous because you know, like she's not, she is not a Democrat. She is not, you know, <laughs> she's someone, a hardcore conservative. Sure, but but at the same time, like, could she bring some st- stability? Could you trust her to not f- fuck you over on shit that matters? Right. I I mean, probably. I, I I think she's probably better than some. Like, she's probably better than a Steve Scalise out of Louisiana. Um, you've got the guy who's sitting there right now. You've got some other nondescript people who've thrown their names into the ring. Um, and, and maybe, maybe that's good, but the problem is like, this is dragging out who like, it's not going to get resolved this week. I don't think. Um, and you've got a government shutdown that is looming, right? right? Like, I think now we're like two weeks away and I don't think that we're going to have a speaker in time. This could be devastating. Yeah. And I, I don't care whose fault it is. I don't. The finger pointing is not going to matter, right now. F- fix it, and then we'll figure right. out. Yeah. I mean, because you you shut the government down, right? Like it's all the people who work in government. They lose their jobs and their paychecks. Okay, fine, but then it's, it's the services that they provide. You know, like now you're impacting your veterans. You know, everyone cares about veterans, but then you got no problem shutting the gutter, government down and shit like it directly impacts them, right? Like so, tell me how much you care. Right, um, and then it's just the the various risks that are imposed. You've got a lot of people who end up saying they're like, "Well, you're not getting paid, but you still got to come in." It, what right. does that do to morale? Like, a, you know, we have a, a a known mutual acquaintance that works for the feds in a in a higher level position. Um, and the last time that this happened, he still had to go to work every day, but he wasn't getting paid, and he even got a promotion during that time, but didn't get paid. Um, and had to take on additional responsibility while they were trying to figure this shit out. I mean, it was just a mess. And let me tell you, his morale was not good. And those guys, you do not want them to have bad morale. Right. I'm just I mean, telling you. I like, brought up air traffic controllers. Like, you have to go to work, but you might not get paid. Well, yeah, you definitely want those guys happy because, yeah. again, planes and everything else. But I can deal with them because worst case scenario, you just shut it down. Like, all right, nobody's flying and that fucks everything. But... I got a bigger concern when I got guys that know bombs and guns that are pissed. I'm sorry. Right. Like, I, 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 I need my ex-Special Forces guy that are now working in for the ATF or the FBI or whatever. I need those guys to not have low morale because, it, like, I don't need them to go sideways. Right. right? Go, go defuse that bomb. For free. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> please? Well, that's appealing. Um, like, I got, I got a fucking lollipop and 77 cents in my pocket. Can you please take this and go defuse that bomb? Um, yeah, I just, I, 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 I get what you're saying with the air traffic controllers. Absolutely want them taken care yeah. of, you know, especially if you're going to be flying. But, again, it's, well, you know. Let me pile on to your earlier points. When we're dealing with a time when we could be dealing with lone wolf operators, whether Muslim or... Uh, or militia or whatever, those guys become that much more important. Yes. And um, 
So, so I probably just, the highest risk time of something like that in our lifetimes, and now we're fucking around with this. Yes, like that. Like the, it just, you know, it all feeds back to it. And I'm just saying, like uh, this is this is scary. And I just I, I don't think that any of these people, or I won't say any. I don't think that there are enough of these people who can see the forest through the trees um, that will get us to a resolution in enough time to stop a government shutdown. And right. that, to me, is obviously a shame, but it's 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 scary, um, you know, because hopefully they're figuring out a way to finagle um, to, to make it work. But they, I, I just, yeah. The, the Saturday Night Live cold open had Jim Jordan bemoaning that he's not going to be speaker. He goes, I want to get the house working again so we can shut it right back down. <laughs> like, yeah. I, and you're not wrong. Um, all right. We haven't talked about Trump's legal issues in a while because the rest of the world's on fire. But he took what I think is a major blow here. Sidney Powell pled guilty. Um, and part of her guilty plea includes that she agreed to testify truthfully in the case. So yes. I'll, I'll yes. lob the legal so, stuff to you. So she pleads guilty in Georgia on election interference, um, reduced charges, uh, all misdemeanors, but she's looking at six years of probation. So those are misdemeanors, but that means that they're hefty, right? Six years on probation is a long time. You know, like your typical misdemeanor, maybe it's like six months or a year, and she's got it. She's got six years straight. So, um, you know, that's there's that. But then the point that you brought up is that you know having to testify truthfully, which is a big part of the of the plea, uh, which means there's no oh I don't remember or oh I plead the fifth or oh I don't I wasn't there that day. Um, no, nah, she's she's gonna have to spill the beans, um, and if they don't feel satisfied that she's done so. Um, then she will not just get probation. Or the, the deal can be rescinded. Like, and you didn't keep up your right. end, so... Like, you are full of shit. That, testi- that testimony was garbage, so you're going to jail, Sydney. Um, which poses, you know, a problem for Rudy Giuliani, for sure. President Trump, and I think there's, what, 18 defendants? Yep. Um, and so, you know, I don't... Rudy would be wise... Like, listen, and this is this is how RICO trials work, kids. This is how they work, right? All you you get one to break, right? And the higher up the chain that one that breaks is, then that's then the, the house of cards comes down, right? And and you know if nobody breaks, then Trump can stay clean, right? Right. But if one does, especially one high up the chain, like a Sidney Powell. Now you got problems, right? And you got you're looking at a RICO trial in Georgia, and look, they they just you just lost a major card. Rudy may be so far gone and so dumb that he doesn't plead out, but then if he ends up getting going taking it to trial, he's probably going to get eviscerated in a trial, right? But he's also eighty whatever years old and can probably stall this. I mean, I think that's the game for Rudy is just stall this as long as I can and keep uh, getting paid to like. Guys, let's let's take some of the movie shit out of this. Like you can, like trials take a while, stuff gets stalled. But if the state wants to put the, wants to pull the brakes and go, they can go. Like you can try your stall, they, and they can just be like no, <laughs> right? I mean, I know it seems crazy, but like sometimes like judges in the, they have the authority to tell you to fuck right off. Some stuff they have to grant, other stuff they do not have to, right? Like some some stuff they just allow. Right, because it's not worth the dogfight, but the whole I'm just gonna stall them thing, it may not work here. 
Right. And, and, you know, Rudy can try, but that's not the, the play is to plead for Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I don't know if he's smart enough to do it. I don't know. Uh, like, and, and smart and e- egotistical. Can he put his ego aside and say, oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, all that. <clears throat> I guess you're saying the same yeah, thing. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Is he smart enough to do it? I don't know. Um, it's, it, it feels like he's not, but he may, right. His sense may come back to him at this point. Um, but the, it, it could be problematic, definitely problematic for Rudy Giuliani. Um, now Trump has already started to try to distance himself from Powell saying, well, she wasn't even actually my attorney, so I don't even know who, like, I, I mean, he's, I, he, I know he desperately wants to say he doesn't even know who she is, but he knows, he even knows that he can't pull that one off, but you know, saying, oh, she wasn't my attorney. She was just an, an advisor. Level, yeah. I, you know, I never even paid her, right? Like, she was doing this on her own, right? <laughs> well, like, that's a legal defense. Right? So, <laughs> he could probably make that hold up in court because he probably know, never did pay her. He, he's going to try, which I can't imagine that's going to sit well with her. So, you know, I, but, I mean, these people, like, again, Sidney Powell's another one. I mean, she was so invested in this. I, I Like, but it's interesting because she did plea. I think at this point now, she's recognized like she's done, and you know like she's her credibility is shot outside. You know, so she may go all in on going all in on him, right? Right. And and trying to fuck him over. But I mean, like for her to go, for her to be as invested as she is, there's she's got to be some level of fucking crazy. Right, so that like you can't discount that, and so that means I still don't necessarily know that you still you still may need a little bit more to really to pin Trump, right? Like I think she's enough to get a lot of the people at her level. I still don't know if her alone is enough to get Trump, but if Rudy is smart and does the right thing and tries to get a similar deal, then that's definitely a, a nail in the coffin for Trump, right? Well, um, and because I, then there's nobody below them who it makes any sense for them to keep fighting, right? Then they better. That was my next statement or question for you is, all right, so let's say of the 19 people who were initially charged, and now that's 18 because she's pled, 10 of them or more are below her. Yes. 10 of them or more have yes. to be going, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Get, I mean, because she was, I mean, I, I think she she was like, uh, number three. So it might be line. more like 15 or below her. Right. Like, I think she was like number three in line here, um, three or four. So, you know, her her and Rudy flip, then everybody else below them better be smart. Right. And then it, that, that just leaves Trump and, and uh, maybe a couple, I don't even know, Mark Meadows maybe. Yeah. Um, but, at, you know, at, we'll, see, we'll see where it goes, but that's, you know, that's, that's one card that's down. So, um, you had brought up something going on in Arkansas with sure. Sarah right. yes. Sanders, who is the governor of Arkansas. I correct, think people correct. may not pay attention to, but she is. So, yeah, Sarah. So, I tried, also, you know, me and her are the same age. I did not know that. Me and her are the same age, and oh boy, she is aged like milk. Um, yeah, it always sucks when I mean, we now, talk. Me and DeSantis are close to the same age as well, and I, I can't say he's aged bad. He just doesn't. I don't know. No, it's it. Look, as a, as a fifty two year old, when I find out, oh, this guy's, you know, when I look at like Joe Rogan and The Rock, they're roughly my age. That makes me go, get your fat ass to the gym because those guys can look like that. Right. But then I meet some of the guys around here, and it's like, You're I'm two years. Good. I'm two years older than you, right. and you have not. 
Let's say your lifestyle is catching up to you in a big way. And I'm thinking right. of one guy in particular, but he's a good friend, so I won't say it about him. Um, but, um, yeah, so, so here's, here, yeah, thanks for derailing me. On the, um, so here's the scandal. So first I'm watching the Midas Touch. It's a YouTube channel and very left-leaning. It might be technically affiliated with the Young Turks, but if not, they're parallel. And he's talking about this scandal where Sarah Huckabee Sanders um, bought a podium for 20 grand using state money and that the podium doesn't exist. And my first thought was, okay, if she bought a podium, the, the, originally I thought it was she took the thing home or she bought it and she's using it for personal use or something stupid like that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. But I was, I was about to go off on the Midas touch and say, look, guys, I don't care about you know, misappropriation of furniture. Then I heard the rest of the story. So the reason the podium doesn't exist is because apparently that money was used for her and her friends to go on a vacation to Paris. And the receipts line up and the timing lines up. It looks very much like she literally used Arkansas money for a girl's weekend in Paris. And that, my friends, is corruption. So if that's true, because I, I saw her doing a thing and she said she didn't talk about it and and someone said, oh, uh, why aren't you talking about this? And she said, because I know how the media works and all you do is harp on that. And I literally thought this was like a left-wing waste of time. Year, a couple years ago, whatever, the Young Turks were making fun of the way Marjorie Taylor Greene did kipping pull-ups. And both of us went off on them like, all right, even if she wasn't doing them right, which, by the way, she was, so you look stupid for being wrong, you also look stupid because who cares how she does pull-ups? You know, She's a horrible person. She's a disaster as a congresswoman. And you're worried about her exercise program? You fucking idiots. I thought that was one of these things. And I was prepared to rip them. And then I heard the rest of the story. I'm like, you know what? It, in the grand scheme, is that a drop in the bucket of the problems we have? Absolutely. Having said that, if I'm um, uh, in the state of Arkansas, I'm saying, hey, Gov, um, I want to know what's going on here. Because you're the one all about you know, lower taxes and saving the taxpayers money. And you're going off to Paris with the girls on our fucking dime. And by the way, your family's fucking rich already. Fuck you. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, uh, uh, look, it, it's definitely worth paying attention to, right? Like, you, you got the line item on the budget, $20,000, podium, raising some eyebrows. Like, also, you couldn't find something better to... I, I, right, I, like up, up, upgrading the phone systems, something completely untraceable. Right. I, I mean, not, not that it's. I mean, I'm, but I mean, it'd be a hell of a lot. How, how, right. how to commit fraud? I'm giving like, advice on how to commit fraud. Fiber optics or something. Right. Right. But a podium. Right. Like yeah, I have to imagine that even, even if you got it made by Amish people with the finest of woods imported from Italy, you're still maybe five, ten thousand. Like that's crazy. Or five hundred. I mean, right. I, I, I mean, like a podium shouldn't cost as much as a car. I mean, if we're talking handcrafted wood, I, I don't know. The point is, it doesn't it was, exist. It doesn't exist. It was stupid. It, it was a stupid way to try to hide your bullshit. Um, and then you take the money and you use it for a trip with the girls to Paris. If that is true and accurate, that is a problem. Yeah. It's also a crime. Yep. So and that needs to be investigated. Absolutely. Now, it's Arkansas. People, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go down. It feels like if that is, again, if it's accurate and true, that seems like relatively open and shut. Um, but we'll see if it gets traction um, at any point during her term um, and what does happen of it. Because, I mean, if the state of Arkansas doesn't do anything about it, then 
I mean, we can say whatever we want, but I, I'm not sure right. what else to do after that. Wasn't there was it a senator or governor from Alaska that did jail time for receiving like ridiculous gifts? I mean, I forget his name was Ted something, but that guy went to jail. That was our, that was Alaska though. This is Arkansas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be. The, I'm saying you're saying it's also a crime. It is a crime right. that we prosecuted in the past in other states, and dudes did time. If now the question is, does you know? I don't know. You know what? I mean, it'd be interesting. <laughs> Here's the reason why I'm concerned, though, right? Like, I mean, the, the family's got ties there. The you know, it, does anyone there have the political appetite that wants to actually take her on? Do they want to destabilize their state by going after their governor and broiling her and all this? Do they want to? Do they feel like the twenty thousand dollars is worth it? Um, are they in bed with her? Is the person who 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 needs to prosecute her one of the people that right, went on the train? Right. Right, there's a, right, like there's a lot or, of quite because we don't know who went on that trip. I mean, that yeah. it could easily, you know, like if that's your. If, I don't think so because it was like a girls' trip, and I don't know. But, I don't know. I think All just I'm saying friends, is, but, I just I don't know the enough of the land, land, which we know what should happen. Again, if this is true, because I don't know, I don't know your source. Um, ben, my the, the, the Midas Church or whatever. Yep. Um, so I I don't know who they are or you know what their history is, how good of vetting they do. Um, you know, what, what proof they have, wh what have you. So that has to be taken with a grain of salt. Sure. Um, but again, if what you're saying is accurate and true, it seems like if those people with the YouTube channel can figure out that she's full of shit, then it seems like, you know, a state investigator, state's attorney, whatever, right. could figure it out pretty quickly as well. And they should do something about it. If nothing comes of this, then you have to wonder... You know, you start with your source, were they full of shit, or, and then if not, is there an even bigger cover-up? So then, is there a way to bring the feds in and say, y'all are all dirty, and then you have a whole incident? I don't you, know. You know, this could be a situation that plays out that answers a question Trump asked a long time ago. Can she pardon herself? The governor of the state can pardon people for state crimes. We'll see. We're paying attention to, it's, again, in the grand scheme, it's a non-issue, but... It, it, well, other than it's not a in the grand scheme, is a small because dollar she gets figure. away with it. Like then you have to ask, like, well, is this the only thing right. that she's bullshitted on? And then you got to go through and you got to dig. I mean, because if you were ballsy enough to say you're going, you're going to buy a twenty thousand dollar podium and then go on a trip to Paris, that again, apparently you didn't cover up too hard. If some people just figured it out on fucking right. YouTube, whoever these people are, I, I like. No, I think this is this is definitely an issue and worth worth figuring out what the fuck happened, right? I agree. Now, look, my, my point was that there's bigger yeah. fish out there, but that doesn't mean you ignore this. Is what I was trying to get at. But in Arkansas, are there? She's the governor. Yeah, of the that's state, true. Right, like for us, it don't fucking matter. Right, right. But if you live in Arkansas, you know, I mean, like Arkansas got some of the worst numbers in anything, right? Ranked. Pick Edu all the rankings. Education, healthcare, name it. All of it, right? Like, so it's just like, look, you need to be fixing this shit storm that we have going here, and you're gallivanting off to Paris with money that you're taking out of our pocket that you said you were going to buy a podium with? Like, right. People in Arkansas probably should be pissed about it, but will they? I don't know, because if she goes on a rant about woke and gay and trans oh, she, and she has religion and everything else, they're going to be like, yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah, never had podium. That, that, that has already happened. When she yeah. got confronted about it at a news conference, immediately was, I want to talk about the woke. Anti-woke. Yeah, she went right to that card, because let's face it, it's a winning card. 
sadly. All right, um, we should wrap it up. But you sent me a story Bro. that was so Putin. Oh, Vlad. <laughs> we, we, we need a that's so Vlad. Like, we need a sitcom. That's so Vlad. Oh, there's a window. <laughs> that's so Vlad. Look, if he wasn't fucking, if, if he hadn't started a fucking war in Ukraine, then I think we could go a lot further with making fun of him. But now it's like, uh, yeah. it's not funny. But this, I, can't, I couldn't help but laugh. So he, in an interview, right, on Russian national TV, they talk about uh, Prigozhin's plane going down. And Putin's like, well, let me tell you why the plane crashed. I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. I know exactly how the plane crashed. Mr. Putin, what happened? Well, what happened was Prigozhin's plane crashed because the, the, the Wagner leadership group got drunk and or high, and then they set off a hand grenade during the flight. Place closed. Case well, closed, I, I, will, Jim. I will acknowledge that if you set off a hand grenade on a plane... That plane will go down. So I'm not a scientist. I'm not a military expert. Bro, I, I am comfortable with that. This man said, yeah, they, they were. They, I how do you know I was, that? Like, I was hoping this would happen. I was so hoping this would happen. Like, so how, how could you <laughs> oh, possibly I, I know? I so much. How could you, Vlad, how <laughs> could you possibly know that, like, what, were you on the phone with them? And they're like, oh, hey, we're juggling hand grenades. And you're like, hey, that's a bad idea. Don't pull the pin. Uh, what do you mean? Like, that? boom. Right? Come on. Are you fucking kidding me? That's your explanation of why that plane exploded in the air? Do you doubt me, Steven? Yeah, Vlad. I, I doubt you because you're lying. Like, I, okay, <laughs> like, you're going to kill me. It's fine. But you got plenty of reason to kill me, so yeah. fine. But come on. Yeah, no, this, that's it's typical... I don't know why the guy fell out the window. I don't know why he jumped off this the building. This may be worse. This <laughs> is worse because, I mean, at least people falling out the window, falling off roofs like they did. Right? Like, it's like, well, the guy fell out the window. Like, yeah, I mean, he literally looks like someone threw him out the window, Vlad. Or I saw the guy push him off the window, but technically you're right. This one is somehow he got intel that this, this crew... Was drunk and playing Playing with with grenades grenades on the plane, right? Like, so you mean, so, so what's that? Like, were they playing with grenades on the ground? Let's keep this game going in the air. Were we playing grenades? And then they took them on the plane and everybody was like, yeah, that's fine. It's a Wagner group. Like, who stops them from playing with grenades? And then, and then they're just like, man, I hope they don't keep playing. Oh, it went boom. They must have kept playing with the grenades up there. Like, What? Uh, okay. So, Vlad, I guess what we're saying is uh, Whiskey Congress is calling bullshit, <laughs> um, as should the rest of the world. All right, man, ready to wrap it up? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, everybody, just be careful playing with grenades on planes, please. <laughs> the More You Know by Steve from Whiskey Congress. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter and X, whatever the fuck, and threads. Um, thanks for listening. We're done. <laughs> <laughs>